three, two, one. Hello, mortals. Welcome to the wicked world of the living, where people are scarier than the paranormal. Today, we will be sharing stories of the scary variety. Lock your doors. Turn on the lights. And feed the monster under your bed. My name is Casey. And my name is Eric. We will be your guides through these haunting haunting stories. I had awesome parents who let me sleep in the living room on weekend nights when I was very young because my sister was a light sleeper and I could stay up until dawn. But of course, I always ended up sleeping on the couch because Nick at night made me tired. Don't know what Nick at night is. Like Nickelodeon? Oh, maybe, yeah. I think they used to have Nick at night. Yeah. That would make sense because he was on the couch. Yeah, yeah. So one night, I wake up to this, this prickly feeling like an instinct just bolted into a sitting position and stared out the front window. We lived in rural Georgia, so you can imagine the magnitude of trees. In perfect light cast from the moon, I see a silhouette of someone in a tree. The family dog dashes to the window and is snarling into the glass. Terrified, I run into my parents' room and try to explain to my parents that there is a strange person outside. Dad grabs something defensive and darts outside with the dogs to beat the wax off the hothead. Don't know what that means. What? That is not a phrase I've heard before. (laughs) I tremble in Mama's arms until Dad comes home and says he saw no one and to go to bed. I decide to sleep in my regular bedroom. I fill in my sister as to what happened. Dad is making regular rounds in the house with a cup of coffee. We're all still and I finally think I can sleep. Nope. I notice the man outside my window from what I can see in the moonlight. He gives me a shush signal and runs away. Just turns around to run a straight line. I swear I couldn't stop crying for what felt like hours. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, shh, and then run away. (laughs) Like, don't say anything. Ugh. Icky. People are scary. Well, that was a good story. My son thought it was a ghost. This disturbing incident happened a month ago. During the middle of the night, my son Todd, who is about six years old, he went into my room and woke me up, which I thought he probably had a nightmare. I asked him if he had a nightmare. He slowly shook his head no and said, I think there's a ghost in my room. It didn't surprise me he thinks that, since a lot of children his age are scared of a lot of things like the dark, monsters, or under their bed. Have you and your friends been talking about ghost stories again at school? I asked. I picked up Todd and put him on my lap and ensured him there were no ghosts in this house. I put him beside me as we both slept in the bed together. The next night at two in the morning, Todd came into my room again saying how a ghost was in his room making a banging noise. I picked him up and took him to his room, putting him on his bed as I was searching for this ghost. I thought if I proved that there was no ghost in the house maybe he wouldn't be scared and go back to bed so i checked under his bed in his toy box in his closet and his dresser drawers see there are no ghosts around here i said as i pulled covers over him but what about the banging i was hearing i looked around and opened the window curtains in his room it's probably just the branch near the window the wind probably making it hit is probably making it hit it i pulled the curtains close and kissed my son goodnight and went off to bed for the few nights after my son kept coming into my room for the same reason I was getting a bit annoyed and told him he needed to stop listening to ghost stories with his friends. Until last night, he said 
I'm hearing voices in my room. At that time, I thought he was just saying that to make me keep him in my bed, so I just brushed it off and put him back to bed. The next day, though, I was still thinking about what he said. Is he telling the truth or simply making it up? After I dropped my son off from school, I went into my closet and got out an old nanny cam that was placed in one of Todd's old teddy bears. I never thought I'd use this again. I used it to keep an eye on him when he was an infant. I went into his room with the bear and cleaned some of Todd's toys up in the process, closed the door of his room, and got ready to work. During that night, it was pretty peaceful. Todd didn't come into my room that night, so I thought maybe he was making excuses. Or it was the branch scaring him. Since we don't have wind right now, it must have stopped. The next day, I did the same routine with Todd and sent him to school. Before I went to work, I took the bear out of the room and decided to look at the footage that the camera took the night before. I played the video, suspecting the whole thing was just Todd sleeping in his bed, but what I saw two hours into the video sent chills down my spine. I saw a man slowly coming out from my son's closet, going creepily close to him next to his bedside and starting to deeply stare at him. The footage of him just glancing at my son while he was sleeping was for an hour. He then starts to quietly walk around his room, just casually touching stuff without trying to make noise. I was in such a state of panic and shock watching this video. When it was almost five in the morning, I saw him quietly going back in the closet and closing the door behind him. That quickly brought to my attention this guy is probably still in the house. I raced out the door to the outside and I quickly called 911. A few minutes passed, then the, when the police got here, I was relieved they were here. It turns out the guy was living in the attic, which was in my son's closet. The police don't know how long he was up there, but during those restless nights my son has been having, I'm guessing he was here for a while. The police took him into custody and was searching for more clues around the attic. One of the cops noticed there was a little peephole on the floor and looking directly in it, you can see the top of my son's bed. It scared me beyond belief. He has been watching my son every night in his room. After this, I've sworn to take my son a little more seriously and to make sure he will never know what ghost was really there watching him. Literally, I have problems with this guy because his child is six years old. Yeah. Why would he be listening to ghost stories with his friends? I don't know. Like, believe your child. Yeah, literally, that's what the comment is. Like, why don't parents ever believe their kids when they're legitimately scared? I agree. That scared me once he was like, they're like, they found someone in the attic. I was just thinking it was a ghost or something. Like, Because I've heard stories like this, I would be like, oh, maybe like, let's look in the attic. He's like looking, he said he went and he looked under the bed. He looked in the closet. Which the person was probably watching that. Ew. That's disgusting. If you know that the attic's up there. Maybe he didn't. He did know that it was in his child's bedroom. Which, like, first of all, I'm not having an attic in my child's bedroom. No, that won't be a bedroom. It'll be something else. Yeah. That one was good. That one was That was scary, but that was good. People are scarier than anything paranormal. This is a true story of something I experienced. Well, it better be if it's on true scary stories. Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been over a decade by now. I was a kid at the time that my... Dad had bought this quaint house on the outskirts of a little town. It was a decently sized home with a big backyard overlooking the marshes and unused farmer's fields. And the only entrance to it was either through the house or across the large fields. To put into context how this fits into the story was because my bedroom at the time of living with my dad was situated at the back of the house facing the big backyard. I remember one night very vividly, some 10 to 12 years later, 
I was sitting in my room doing digital artwork on my computer. It was something I loved to do as a teenager, and usually I'd listen to music with headphones on. The way I was sitting had me facing semi-away from the big window in my room, the largest in the house. I had my blackout blinds drawn, and it was the only room in the entire house that had the light on, and I'd assume from outside you'd see slivers of light through the edges of the folding blinds. I think it was around 2 to 3 in the morning. I was peacefully minding my own business when I hear a massive slam on my window. It was a dull but loud thud and what I thought was a shout. My dad was sleeping peacefully in the room next to me. How he didn't hear anything at the time still amazes me to this day. I remember just sitting there, shook, no clue what I had just heard until it happened again. I heard it clear. Someone was outside my window in the backyard. Whoever this was had no reason to be there. I remember being too scared to open my blinds. Instead, I got up, just staring at the window, not taking my eyes off it. Something I'm thankful for to this day went with my gut feeling. My gut was telling me to grab a flashlight and check the front door. Why? Why was your gut telling you that? I Don't think check the front door at all. I think your gut was wrong. Yeah, your gut is pure wrong. Anyway, this was an old house, so I would have to leave the comfort of the house to enter the barn to get to the main entrance of the house. I remember shining my light. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's real. <laughs> I remember shining my light through the glass in the door. The window had the frosted film for privacy. But sure enough, I barely got the flashlight lifted three to four inches to the glass before seeing the coat of whoever was out there. The real kicker? Absolute terror set in when I realized the door hadn't been locked this entire time. I managed to lock it and run inside. And the first thing I grabbed was a bread knife. Not practical, but when your adrenaline and fear is coursing through your brain, it's the last thing you think of. I remember trying to wake up my dad who was passed out like a drunk sailor to see whoever was outside. We never found the man, and he never came back. Had I not locked the door, prank or not, I dread to think what would have happened to me. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. So when somebody, you, when you hear people, PSA, yeah. when you hear sounds or scary things outside, don't go outside. Just don't. Your gut feeling should never be, I should open my front door. No. That's how you die. Literally someone said, that's terrifying. I'm trying to understand going through the barn to get to the front door of the house. Anyway, you were safe. Do you still live there? (laughs) And the OP said, there were two entrances to the house. What people would call the main front door that led inside the house. But it was blocked off and a... And a side door that connected to the barn. So, the f- real front door, you couldn't get in for some reason. Oh. But there was a side door. Sell the house. There was a side door through the barn or something. That just gives me creepy murder vibes. Yeah. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, that one's scary. That one's scary. Can you imagine? Just no. Boom. No, no. No, I have a story of you... that happening to me. So do I. You go first. Anyway, so my parents, they went to a house and it was like to one of my friend's house and it's like an hour to four or five minutes away and they said they were going to stay the night there 
and just come home in the morning. And I was home alone. They didn't tell me that they were coming home. They get home and they throw a football at my window. And it goes, and I'm in my room, obviously, and it goes, boom. And so I'm scared to death because I'm home alone. Oh my gosh, why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. They thought it would be funny. It's not I'm funny. I'm bawling, okay? How old are you? Like 16 Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I were, we were friends when this happened. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like scared because that happened bawling. I was bawling. Yeah. And they some I think they had they got the key and they opened the door or something or called me or something. I'm crying and I'm like, that wasn't funny. I don't remember what they said. And then I have another one, but you go next. But oh, me. so mine, I don't remember the details because it was literally forever ago. Um, somebody in our neighborhood, somebody was trying people's back doors to get in their house. Oh my gosh, that's scary. And it never happened to us, but I remember being like, that's so scary. Like, I'm super paranoid, so I always triple check like the doors. Can you imagine if you didn't check your door that night or you accidentally left the, you left the door unlocked? on a normal basis which why you would do that i do not understand i don't care where you live i don't care if you live in the middle of nowhere but in rural areas it's really common for people to just leave their doors unlocked i am not doing that me neither if i lived in the middle of nowhere and nobody was near me i don't care i'm locking my doors i'm locking them more so why yeah it's almost creepier yeah anyways what's your other story so my little brother snuck out of the house and he got locked out and he bangs on my window. What is with this happening at your house? <laughs> bangs on my window. I'm sleeping and I go. <gasps> Somehow my window, he got it open. I don't know how he was getting my window open, but he got it open. What? I'm scared to death. I'm about to like bang him in the head because yeah. he's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he ended up, I ended up finding out it was him somehow. I told my dad what had happened, so he got in trouble. Good. He needed to get in trouble because that's jail. That's terrifying. That was scary. And I cried honestly, afterward, too. I'm surprised you didn't whack him in the head with a baseball bat. Like, <laughs> I definitely should have. Cause well, I think I was, like, ready to, like... Hit. Like, get out of my room. Whoever you freaking creep are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hate that. Well, I think... I'm not... I don't remember now, but I think I went out and I'm like, Dad, somebody's coming in my window. Okay, so this next one is also a personal story because as we're recording this podcast, I'm remembering things that I like forgot about that we were just saying that. This story was, it was last April. I'm not sure that's really relevant, but <laughs> it was on 420, oh. which I thought was funny because I don't know why I think that number is hilarious, but I do. I was with one of my other best friends and we were hanging out like the whole day as one does. Anyways, so we're in the car and so we're driving around the city. We're just having a fun time. We're listening to music. It's kind of late. It's like 10 p.m., but it's it's fine. We're just having a fun. We had gone to like a couple of malls. We were just having a good time. We're driving around, just listening to music, bopping. We're at a stoplight, and I'm driving, and it's in my friend's car. Okay, so I'm like sitting in the driver's seat, room, room, and I look in the mirror on the passenger side, and my friend's looking on her phone changing like what song it's gonna be and I look in the mirror and there's a biker pulling up to the light which like I said it was like 10 p.m and I wasn't necessarily creeped out that there was a biker because it is the city and so it's normal but it was he wasn't coming up next to the car he was staying behind the car and 
not directly behind me. He had a bike lane and he was staying off, like, like almost in my blind spot, but like I could see him. Mm -hmm. And I just got like, I got creepy vibes from that. I don't even remember what exactly happened next, but he all of a sudden, I elbowed my friend and I was like, look, like look in the mirror. And she looked and he like, then right then he grabbed the door handle of the back seat and like pulled it. And fortunately it was locked, which is good because her car does not automatically lock the doors. When you turn it on or go into drive, it stays unlocked unless you lock it. And I'm always paranoid of that. And she is too. Unfortunately, she had already locked it earlier. And like, can you imagine if you had been able to open the door? I mean, nothing would have happened because I would have just driven away. Like I would have just ran. We were stopped at a red light, but I would have just ran the red light because screw that. You're not getting in the car. And that freaked us out so bad. And I literally like called my dad and was freaked out. Like, cause it was scary. No, I called my mom. I called my mom and she was telling me that my dad and my brother were on their way home from something and they were literally being followed on their way home. So like two creepy things in the same night, like literally my dad and my brother were being followed like off the freeway all the way to this neighborhood down this road, which the road I live in is basically a dead end. Like it's a loop. So basically there's no way that somebody would be following you that long. No, but rarely do people turn on this road along with you. And so my dad had already gotten creepy vibes from that. And so he kind of just kept driving around in circles and they followed him. They were following him. I'm on the phone with my mom like, oh my gosh, that's insane. We just had this creepy experience too. Because she called me and asked, was talking to me. And I was like, we just had this happen. We just had this happen. And she was telling me that. I was like, oh my gosh. She's like, do you know anyone in a white car like this, this, and this? Because she's thinking maybe it was me or maybe it was a friend or something that thought it was me. Why anyone's friends would do that, I don't know. No, absolutely not for that long. Yeah. It'd be like a honk, honk, hi. Like never would, if it, I, I actually had said, I was like, none of my friends would do that. And if they did, I would be upset. Yeah. So yeah, why that would happen, I don't know. But then after that, so we had stopped at a gas station. We had driven away to a gas station, stopped. This is when we were talking to my mom. So we were at this gas station and we're just talking. We're finally like being okay, like calming down, like everything's okay. Nothing's wrong. Um, it's probably like 11 at this point. We're just talking, having a fun time again, finally, but like just chilling at the gas station at a gas pump under all these lights. And we're both on our phone, like kind of just, I don't even know what you're doing, just on our phone. And I look up and like just at the edge of the hood on the passenger side is a guy standing there, like walking towards our car with like, he had like a big blanket on his back and like he was carrying stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. So I turned the car on and like zoomed out of there. And my friend like, so I was like, Amanda, (laughs) I'm putting a fake name in, but I was like, Amanda, look up. And like at that point he was up to her window. That's scary. And I'm still, I'm like turning the car on and I just like put it in drive and zoomed out of the gas station so fast. And he started running at the car, like booking it at us. And I was like, freaked out and the place we were at like all the roads were under construction so you couldn't really turn certain ways so I kind of just had to go like I didn't know what roads I could even turn on because half of them were under construction and like blocked off so I'm just like driving I don't know what I'm doing and I just defend finally I was like find the freeway let's go home it's time to go home we can't we can't be here anymore this is not it for the night and all that happened in one night in one night that's so scary we were 
brutally scared. Like we were like, somebody's trying to get in our door, which was scary enough. And then all of a sudden, a guy's running at us. And you can run him over. So I don't know why people are Both of them. stupid. Both of them are not in a vehicle. Oh my gosh, I would have died if they were in a vehicle and like chasing us. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Call 911. Yeah, but like, oh my gosh, so scary. Anyways, that's my personal story. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. All right, that's the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. We always like to share scary stories, and it has been a while. It has been, so we were excited to do this. Very excited. You can always let us know if there's something you want to hear from us. Mm-hmm. We are very open to hearing ideas. Yes, please do so. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, mortals. <laughs> <laughs>